Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. And we're saying, how do you do this morning to our very special guest, Alexander Murray, who is the area vice president and head of Southeast Asia Hilton. Good morning, Alexandra. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me in the studio this morning. Really, really happy uh, happy to have you here because we are going to discuss about lesser-known travel destinations. You've got a whole wonderful list to share with us, also some travel trends that we can uh, look out for. We are part of that Mm. statistic, I do believe. So what is the current travel outlook? The current travel outlook is really since we've obviously come out of the pandemic, right? We really saw a strong rebound and expect the recovery to really sort of be um, wrapped up by 2024, most of it happening really this year. So we do see that people are really wanting to make up for lost time. Mm. And how are travelers' preferences evolving? You know, are people still looking for like luxury experiences, sustainability? That's a big thing now as well. Mm. Yeah, you'll be surprised. There's actually four key focus areas. We've just recently done a global trend report for 2024. And one of the trends that came out is it's really all about personal holistic wellness and sleep ranks top. So you're looking at important, like important factors like the beds, the bedding, the pillows in your hotels. It's more than the bed even. It's the whole sort of comfort around sleeping, right? It's about rituals. Um, How do you actually get into a good, deep, restful sleep? Um, And then obviously it's the comfort from having the right air condition levels in the room. Um, You know, again, no noise and make sure that you maybe even from an aroma, smell point of view, get really into this nice, deep recovery sleep. Wow. Alexandra, I think for me, it's all about the darkness Mm. that you achieve in your room. Absolutely. In your hotel room or where you're staying, yeah? Yeah, so absolutely. It's about, um, again, the different levels of darkness. Because some people do actually like to wake up with that ray of sunshine Mm. when the sun rises, right? Others, like yourself, obviously, like to have it absolutely dark, dark, uh, blacked out, right? Yeah, blackout curtains. Yeah, because that little sliver of light can be like a laser, mm. you know, blinding you in the morning at 7 a.m. Like, oh my gosh. I've really actually traveled with, uh, you know, mask and tape yeah. just to tape those things together. <laughs> I'm, I'm that kind of a person. I really like it all dark. And so that's dark, really trip. interesting yeah. because from a design point of view, right, mm. we really pay attention to that right from the start when we built hotels mm. and design hotels. So um, it's actually Velcro tape that you would find in rooms against the wall from the curtain to the wall and then also in between obviously the two pieces of curtain to connect them properly. So yeah, there's a couple of little tips and tricks. I need to get to this room. Next time when I book a room, I'll be like, your curtains, they got like, you know, Velcro. Velcro. (laughs) And they got like, yes, book me in. On the booking app, it should be. Velcro Curtains have Velcro, yes. (laughs) Now let's talk about travelers choosing choosing some lesser known destinations. What are some of the up and coming destinations and why are they growing in popularity? Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think, you know, from what we have heard and what we're seeing in, um, in terms of trends is Travelers are really knee deep in that sort of experience economy now. And they really are seeking to find their personal sort of identity. Um, They want to really immerse themselves into authentic, um, real experiences. Um, And, you know, for example, I've just personally taken my family to Yala. 
Yala in Sri Lanka. Oh, wow. um, we've opened a lovely new resort there and I've been there on business and I went home and I talked a little bit about it and everyone was like, oh, we need to go, we need to go, we need to see it for ourselves. So did you know, for example, that in Yala you have the world highest density of leopards Whoa. in the national park mm. adjacent to, in this case, our resort? Oh, wow. No, so they're in the kind of like in the room next to yours in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly how I would describe it, but yes. And, um, oh. you know, again, it's a safari hotel. It's our first safari oh. hotel in Southeast Asia. Um, and it really brings you closer to nature, to wildlife. And it's these sort of unique experiences that honestly money can't really buy, right? You, you know, the leopards are not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> you got a stuffed toys, I'm sure. Yeah, well, we saw the footprints, I have to say. So, Ooh. you know, I can show you an amazing photo maybe afterwards. Mm. Um, so we have to go back. We have to go back for more to see the actual leopard. Okay. Well, but I've always wanted to go to Sri Lanka. I mm. mean, uh, what did you experience over there in terms of food, in terms of culture? A very rich heritage. It's colorful. It's spicy. Um, it's really, really fresh, different ingredients. And for example, our chef Jerome in the hotel takes huge pride in the fact that he sources locally. Mm. So it's really sustainable as well. He tells the story about, you know, how he finds his ingredients. Um, and, you know, it's really from the farmers to the table. Um, and it's really creative, mm. innovative food, which, I mean, we loved. I find that uh, in Sri Lanka, they're known for using a lot of fresh produce within yep. their cooking, within their dishes and all that. So actually very, very healthy as well. Wow. That's true. Um, absolutely. And again, however, it depends a little bit on maybe on the quantity. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too delicious. <laughs> Alexandra, now I want to ask, how is Hilton catering to the needs and the preferences of today's travelers? Yeah, so again, we take a lot of knowledge and insights from our global trend report, right? So, for example, that sleep um, that people seek to really sort of make sure that they have good sleep just like they would have it at home or possibly even better. Um, in, if I take an example now to make it real, at, uh, for example, Conrad Bali, um, we offer a wellness concept and a special concept for sleep. So you really get into the steep rejuvenating sleep and you know you're being put into a hammock you're being wrapped with weight blankets and also your eyes are being covered with some uh, weights and then to the sort of sound of Balinese um, different um, uh, gongs and so on you sway in the wind and you also get a deep massage that sounds lovely so you really oh. are honestly transported into a different zone. Wow, I feel so relaxed just listening to that description, actually. My <laughs> yeah. now. No, but that's very interesting, the weighted blankets mm. and also those percussions. I know they're, they're very, very soothing as well when they play it very lightly. What? I want to be in that room, observing yeah. how is it done. Because you're taking it so seriously, you know, there's like uh, sounds, there's textures, there's movement involved in this. It's mm. all your senses that are really sort of, you know, intended to be awakened. And it's really about this whole, funny enough, the weight actually makes you feel lighter. Oh. Um, yes. And then that's actually, because it's sort of the contrast, right? And it gets the best self-healing out of your body when you actually put yourself through that experience mm. so yeah 
You see, that is why I like to eat a lot. <laughs> I put the weight on myself, <laughs> so I feel lighter. It's I'm true. not sure that counts. No, no, yeah. it's true. Let us all lie to me. It's true. Uh, okay. Have you ever considered being a weighted blanket? I don't. Mind. Alternative career. Hi, I'm Navinia. You're a weighted blanket. <laughs> but you make a good point about the sleep. You know, there seems to be a yeah. lot of focus on sleep these days. I've been booking some of my hotels for my trip uh, in December, and so many on the booking apps, right? The hotel apps. They're all like, um, you know, uh, travelers rated. 9 out of 10 for sleep, you know, in terms of uh, the bed, good sleeps, good pillows, that kind of thing. It seems I've never noticed that before. Yeah, it's interesting because I really think it's something that probably stems a little bit from the pandemic as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not as used anymore now after a couple of years where obviously travel was pretty much on a standstill. Nobody's so much used to anymore dealing with jet lags, um, Mm -hmm. getting onto a plane, into a car, doing all the traveling part that goes with having great experiences when you travel to a destination, right? Um, So I think that's really where it's coming from, to try and really seek that the lifestyle that you are following at home, Ah. you really want to sort of see that through when you travel as well. And especially now that we see Generation set and millennials, you know, really redefining travel trends, um, mixing business travel with leisure, which is what we call pleasure travel. You know, people, <laughs> pleasure, ex- I like yeah, that. people extend their travels just to really come back and not say I've just worked and been in a meeting, but I've actually had this wonderful experience that is really memorable. So pleasure is, yeah, something we can learn from those generations. Pleasure oh. can be pleasurable. Mm. I like that. Yeah. That is yeah. a new tagline right there. Yeah. Can I just ask, you mentioned about how this uh, global survey that you've done mm-hmm. um, also covered different generations. So the millennials versus, you know, your Gen Zs and all that. Are there different sort of like trends you're noticing that have been captured by the survey? Yeah, one of the trends that we probably notice as well is where there's hardly a differentiation between generations is that desire for innovation and uh, digital solutions, right? To make your whole travel experience from the booking to the stay um, seamless Mm. and make it, you know, in a way, take digitalization, take away some of those non-value add, non-great experience sort of aspects and really then repurpose that sort of time into something where you get joy out of. Mm. So that's probably one of the learnings where there's less generational differences. Where we do see differences is really in that preference of um, culinary and, you know, obviously that sort of side of an experience when you travel abroad. Okay. Uh, Alex, last question. What can we expect in the future of travel? What we can expect is a lot more innovation and a lot more about wellness. I mean, wellness is a one trillion US dollar industry globally, right? So that's massive. And wellness is so much more than meets the eye, right? Um, Again, sleep is part of wellness. Um, Yoga, yes, is the one that everyone comes to think about. But it's also about food. Mm. It's about, you know, really looking after your body and your mind. So it's that holistic wellness piece. So lots more to come, I think, on that front. Wow. Alex, you are from Munich in Germany. Tell us about this place because I'm headed there in December. So I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about your hometown. Hi, yeah, that's a great choice, especially this time of the year, right? If you do want to have a lovely wintry experience, then Munich is definitely the place to go. It's my hometown, like you just said. So obviously, I have a lot of passion and love for it. I personally love the fact that Munich offers great whining and dining and a food scene mm. as well as a fantastic landscape, scenery, nature that it has to offer. So yeah, I think it's got something for everyone. 
Is it one of those places where there are not enough meals in a day to just enjoy Munich? Especially if you were to really dive into the sausages, Ooh. the rolls, the dumplings. Um, dumplings. And again, wintertime, that's the sort of food that you really need to combat the cold. And Glühwein as well? Ooh. Glühwein, absolutely. Oh, that's my favorite, actually. Don't remind I'm, me. My stomach is growling. <laughs> we need to share with everyone what Glühwein is. It's like mild wine. Well, there's different types by now, but the traditional one is red wine with orange juice, cinnamon, gloves, and it's all cooked up and hot. Yeah. And you wrap your hands around the cup in the cold and everything is steaming. And it's just... It's a great wintry drink. So it's like Christmas in a cup. If it you would drink Christmas, out in Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> what are some great sights that we can enjoy in Munich while we're having that cup of mild wine? Yes. So one of the classics, but I do really think it is nevertheless really special, is the Marienplatz. Mm. So the Marienplatz has this clock tower that, you know, you can watch chiming at different times of the day. But it's also where when FC Bayern, the football team wins, mm. appears on the balcony. Oh. Um, and it's actually where I got married. So it's three good reasons if you need it more. <laughs> are there also some markets that you can check out, right? There are. Normally, they unfortunately end with Christmas. But then, you know, again, it's the fantastic time of the year from early December to Christmas to go and see the Christmas markets. There's also what is called Tollwood. Tollwood is a winter market and it's also a summer Tollwood. So it's a couple of months, winter and summertime. Different concerts are on, different food stalls, vendors with sort of handmade, handicraft sort of uh, items. So definitely worth exploring. They are either at the Olympic Park in Munich from 1972. Mm -hmm. um, that's the summer one. Or the winter one is where the Oktoberfest normally takes place. Ah. So yeah, that's definitely a great time to visit Munich as well when the Tollwood Festival is on. Oh, thank you for sharing all your tips and all your wonderful favorite things to do in Munich. Can't wait to visit this place in December. I'll report back to you and see whether I managed hey, to check off everything please on this do. list. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. The bright side with Carol and Lavinia every weekday morning, six to ten a.m. on One FM ninety one point three.